Good morning. And welcome to week four. This week, I built something. And I took a fitness class. So let's hop right in and talk about what we learned. I would love to know a little bit more about the facts you yes. researched this so, week. So, the first ever artists used ashes from fire, red clay, or natural pigments for their artwork. The first ever pencil was invented in England in 1565, and the arts and crafts movement was founded in the mid-1800s by William Morris when he got tired of mass-produced products and wanted to go back to products that were more unique and beautiful but also still functional. Modern scrapbooking first emerged during the 1800s, and women began forming sewing societies in the 1860s, where they would gather together to make quilts and sell them at church bazaars. From 1912 to 1948, the Olympic Games actually awarded medals for artworks inspired by sport. And now I have some fun little statistics for you. So, 73% of millennials take on DIY projects, while only 27% hire professionals. Around 87% of sellers of homemade goods on Etsy are women. A staggering increase of 45% saw the craft industry going from $30.1 billion in 2011 to $43.9 billion in 2017. And 47% of homeowners in America took on DIY home improvement projects in 2019. The average American home actually has nine DIY projects that need to be done, but on average, only four of these projects get finished within a year. So there's five more to go, guys. Let's keep it going. All right, Tanya, you were working out this week. Can you tell us a little bit more about the history and facts behind fitness? Yeah, so my first fact is that on August 29th of 2014, Eva Bulzami of Boise, Idaho, held her ab plank position for two hours and 21 minutes, taking the female world record, which is pretty crazy. Also, people who don't exercise regularly can lose 80% of their strength by age 65. Only 10% of people are successful at losing weight from dieting alone, and a pound of muscle burns three times as many calories as a pound of fat. And my last fun fact is that more than 60% of gym memberships go unused. Thousands of Americans make a New Year's resolution to exercise more, but unfortunately, most of them just end up wasting their money and not go. About 20% of American adults have a gym membership, and a full 63% of them go completely unused with no check-in registered at the gym. Even those who don't use them don't go often. Around 82% of gym members go once a week or less which honestly isn't very good. So ladies and gentlemen, if you don't plan to go, save your money and don't get the membership. Tanya, your task this week was to take a fitness class. Why did you choose to do this and what class did you take? Yeah, so um, some of you know that I like to get a workout in um, and I've been trying to stay pretty consistent with it. Um, just doing either abs or legs or arms because everybody knows that I have weak spaghetti arms. Um, So I decided to challenge myself a little bit because I recently moved to Portland in the, I would say like the city-ish area, um, which was a pretty stark contrast from being in more of a suburb prior where I can just go on a run at 8 p.m. and (laughs) 
I would feel totally safe doing that. Um, (laughs) And I could just go out and go on a run, go on a walk and get a little bit of cardio in. And now I found it a little bit more tricky to find a place to kind of go out on a run without driving out to a suburb uh, to feel more safe and secure about it. So with that being said, I decided that my fitness class that I wanted to focus on would be more of a HIIT workout. So that would be a high intensity interval training. So essentially, um, it's a workout that kicks your butt with a very minimal rest in between. And I thought that that would kind of get me going and get me a little bit more cardio than I would normally get just walking through downtown to get Starbucks. Um, Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing was trying three different classes that I found on YouTube. Um, One was the Pamela Reef or Rife, I'm not sure how to say her last name. Um, I did the 15-minute full-body HIIT workout. The other one I did was from Chloe Ting, who I've been doing workouts from, um, I would say, since summer. Um, I did the 15-minute intense HIIT for fat burn. And then the last one I did was from Lily Sabri who is a YouTuber as well that specializes in fitness. I did the 15-minute full-body fat loss in 10 days cardio video. (laughs) That was a mouthful. Um, And then she also had a 40-minute one available, but I just knew that my body could not do that at this point. (laughs) I can't do 40 minutes without rest. That's a little crazy. You'll get there eventually. Hopefully, yeah. We'll see. Um, how long did this task take you altogether? Um, so I spread them out, uh, doing one each day. So I basically did like one hit workout a day. So each of them were 15 minutes long. So in total, I did 45 minutes worth of hit workouts. All right. Um, what was something you struggled with during it? And what was something that you learned from it? Um, so I think that My main struggle was um, trying to push myself throughout the video without taking any necessary breaks. Mm -hmm. Um, All of them said that you can take breaks, and Chloe Ting's workout video actually had breaks built into them. So while it was high intensity, it was a little bit um, meant for beginners, if that makes sense. And they also Mm -hmm. had like a low impact one that would... um, get rid of like all the jumping if you don't want to like disturb your neighbors downstairs or if you have a little bit of like weaker joints or I don't know any kind of pains but I kind of wanted to challenge myself to avoid taking any extra breaks or any rest periods that I didn't feel like I needed um I definitely used my inhaler a few times so that was (laughs) handy for sure um So I think just struggling to push myself and make it through without any rests was probably my biggest struggle. And then in terms of learning, I would say that I'm a lot more capable than I expected myself to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I would always shy away from HIIT workouts and sometimes even just high intensity cardio in any form because I feel like I'm somebody who likes a little bit of rest in between. Um, but then once I pushed myself, I took my inhaler, I took all the necessary precautions and I had my water bottle next to me. Um, 
I realized that I can actually get through it without pretty much like any break. I would need maybe one break. And then if I really put my mind to it, I could get through the workout and be completely fine, Mm -hmm. more or less. Like I would still be out of breath, but I went through it and I did all the exercises. So um, I just realized that I'm capable of more than I expected. I mean, that's certainly something to be proud of. So good job. Thank you. Um, did you enjoy this activity overall and what would you rate it out of 10? Yeah, so I would say hit workouts, um, within themselves, I would, oh gosh, I would give them a five as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the videos and all of these three ladies are super encouraging and they put together really good programs and Um, kind of put together a really good workout scheme for people that are interested in doing this. And they have really like hyped music and they really put a lot of effort and work into it. So I would say that while their classes are super nice, I think that I am somebody who would enjoy going on a run through nature more, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I'm more of an outdoorsy type of person, and I would like to get my cardio that way. But it was definitely fun to challenge myself a little bit. Um, So I would say that their videos would get maybe an eight or nine, but my enjoyment and drive to continue doing HIIT workouts from my living room would probably be a five. All right. That sounds pretty fair. Yeah. Um, what were the main differences between the three classes and which one was your favorite? Okay, so um, I would say that uh, Pamela's was probably the most difficult. I mm-hmm. have done her ab workouts before and then a few of her leg workout videos, and I I was on the struggle bus the whole time. <laughs> and I wouldn't say that I'm like the most unfit person but I'm also nowhere near like two percent body fat either um I think that her videos are incredibly challenging and I think that it definitely has to do with the I would say lack of modifications um or rests that come in Mm -hmm. her videos and I think that she is kind of like a step up from a video that Chloe Ting would do in terms of difficulty Um, and then I would say that Chloe Tang is probably the easiest in terms of getting started and kind of developing a program and routine for working out. She has lots of different programs, uh, whether it be for hit or arms or butt or legs or abs or whatever you want to be working out. Um, so she definitely is a good starting point for anybody who's not super into fitness or who just wants to get a little bit stronger, even without the aspect of like losing weight or getting toned. Um, You can definitely feel a difference over time if you start out with her classes. And then I would say that Lily's classes are probably in the middle for the ones that I have done. Um, They're not too challenging, I would say, but they also have an element of rigor and perseverance that you have to have to get through them. And she does have videos with breaks in them, and she does offer modifications. Um, And then also she has a lot of videos with 
training bands and dumbbells so you can modify it to make it a little bit difficult as well. Mm-hmm. Which one was your favorite out of those three? Um, that's a good question. I think, huh? I think I really liked Lily's because it didn't have me like on my floor for 20 minutes, <laughs> but I still felt really accomplished after doing mm-hmm. it. And she has such a bubbly personality and I just really like the way that she goes about her videos. Um, and then her programs in general, like I mentioned earlier, she has a 40 minute hit workout, which I don't think that I'm brave enough to accomplish, but I'll let you guys know if I try it out. Um, but I think that the mix of the rigor in her videos and also her personality and um, kind of like the rooting for you attitude really got me through it. Very good. Um, how did you motivate yourself to do this? Like before doing each class and then also a little bit talk about how you motivated yourself to kind of get through this and how you talked about not taking any breaks yeah so um I would say before doing each class I would kind of I would have my water I would put everything on my little table um -hmm. I would do these workouts on my tv so I'd pull up youtube um on my TV and then I would move my coffee table off to the side and then I had my little inhaler on it and then my water bottle um, just to make sure that I was ready to go full force. And then something that really helps me, which sounds kind of cheesy, but I really enjoy putting on a really cute workout outfit, even Mm -hmm. if nobody sees me. Um, I think that it really gets me into the mood, whether I'm just doing it at home in the living room or at a gym. I think that when I look good in my like really cute yoga pants set, I'm feeling ready to take on the workout. And then, um, yeah, I think just being prepared and I don't know how, but I put myself in a really good headspace for working out. And I think that having the cute workout outfit, as well as kind of just saying, well, I got to get this done. I'll feel better after because I know for a lot of people after they work out, they definitely feel a reward out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I forgot what kind of hormone gets released, but it's something good. And I know that um, working out makes people happier in the long run. So I kind of use that as my motivation. Very nice. Did you feel a significant difference to the workouts that you usually do? And did they kind of compare better or worse? to those? Um, well, I would say that the HIIT workout is definitely a lot more difficult for me. Um, mm-hmm. I would say just in general, I struggle a little bit more with cardio than like abs, legs, or arms simply because of asthma. Um, and I think that my endurance is something that I really need to work on. Um, and I will continue to work on over time, but I definitely felt a sense of reward. And I think that it was greater from doing these hit workouts than let's say like abs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but sometimes I measure like how successful my workout was based off of how like completely exhausted I am. And I think that <laughs> that definitely reached the goal of like top exhaustion when I was doing these workouts over the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that 
um, not better or worse, but I would say that they're different. And it might be nice to kind of even incorporate a HIIT workout during the week each week with my normal like abs, legs and arms workouts as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, Were there any other classes that you were looking at and how would they compare? Um, So those were my main HIIT workout classes that I was looking at, like from those three people, Pamela, Chloe, and Lily. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they also had some other HIIT workouts that I was considering, but these were kind of the most basic ones that I saw. And I was looking through the comment section and kind of gauging like what kind of people do these workouts. Like, are these like massive like marathon runners or like mm-hmm. is this something that little old me can do like after <laughs> being out of a gym for like a year like am I able to do this so I like think how that realistic are these exactly exactly I just wanted to make sure that I could actually have a chance of getting through it um mm-hmm. so yeah I would say that I was mainly looking through classes uh from those three YouTubers primarily. All right. Um, So since this was on YouTube, it was obviously free. Um, But I know you've taken paid classes before. How would you say these classes compared to the quality of the paid ones? And kind of also keeping in mind that obviously right now it's not an option to go to a gym and take a paid class because um, gyms are closed. But just in general, would you say that it's a similar level or what are the main differences? Yeah, so I would say that um, the only time that I would do any kind of like high intensity cardio other than um, these, like the exercises that I've done this week Mm -hmm. um, and besides running outside, just like for leisure or just like running around the neighborhood. Um, I did take a few classes from SoulCycle um, quite a few years ago. Um, And I believe they were around, oh gosh, I think maybe $45 uh, per class. class. Yeah. And it was nice because you like got on the bike, you got like the trainer there and like the music, obviously like Mm -hmm. SoulCycle is... (laughs) well known for their like crazy mixtapes but um I think that in general I'm not somebody who's super thrilled um in terms of like cycling and I think that I'm much more of like a treadmill or run type of person Mm -hmm. so I think that well it wasn't necessarily for me the quality that you would get for paying that price is definitely there um And I know a lot of people who are, like, so devoted to, like, going to SoulCycle or, like, Peloton classes and stuff like that. Um, So there definitely is an element of, like, quality and inclusion from, like, being in that certain group. But I would also say that the free classes that I'm taking, like, through YouTube from Lily, Chloe, and Pamela are just as effective in getting a goal um, and kind of kind of like putting yourself in the headspace, but without having to shell out any money. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say maybe the biggest difference on deciding whether to do something like from home or to actually go out to a place like SoulCycle, um, I think is 
the level of motivation that you have. I know that some people are more motivated when they go to a building and they're surrounded by other people who kind of have the same goal and are driven to like get through the class. Whereas um, like obviously in my living room, living alone, it's a lot more on me to hold myself accountable to take the class. So it kind of just depends on how motivated you are and then what scene you're looking to get into when it comes to working out. Yeah. Um, So just to end this interview, um, do you have any tips for people who might also want to take some at-home fitness classes or some HIIT workout classes? Yeah. So I would say um, if you're looking for HIIT workout classes and you're a beginner, I would definitely say start with Chloe Ting. Um, I'm sure you've heard of her. She was like super trending back in summer and she still has so many great workouts that are completely free and she puts together really nice programs for the beginners and people who are just starting to get into the workout scene. Um, And then as you feel a little bit more comfortable, you can go ahead and move over to Lily Sabri or Pamela Reef. And um, they provide really great content and they have videos where you can use bands and use dumbbells if you want a little bit more of a challenge. Um, And then another thing I would say in terms of working out from home, I would make sure that you're kind of putting yourself in the mood to hold yourself accountable if it's something that you're really interested in. Like I said, get a cute workout outfit, um, fill up your hydro flask, make sure your water is ice cold, just like the perfect temperature to drink right after your workout. Um, And then honestly, something I do sometimes is to listen to music beforehand and get myself hyped up um, because I know that going into a workout with low energy level is just not going to work for me personally. So I try to get myself as riled up as possible before kind of jumping right into it. So I would say just bring a good attitude, um, bring some enthusiasm and kind of know your level. And if you need a break with any of the videos, know that it's okay to take a break and you'll gain strength over time. Those sound like some great tips. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely here to advocate for all of these fitness YouTubers. I feel like I've really been on this journey with them and I'm Really excited to kind of keep it going. Alrighty, with that, we'll be right back with my section. So Vicky got a little creative this week and she ended up building a frame. And I wanted to know what made you want to take on a building task? Yes, so to be fully transparent, I was going to do another task this week, which I will do eventually. Um, but I got really overwhelmed by my time management and planning and school had just started. So I kind of failed at that and I was not going to be able to finish it in time. So I switched my task, um, to building because I've been wanting to build this thing that I did for a while now, I think since December, And I really enjoy DIYing. I talked about it also in our trailer episode. Um, I've done a lot of projects during quarantine. So I thought it would be like a fun way to switch it up and maybe even get a higher rating than a six for once. (laughs) Good plan. Good plan. So with that being said, what did you end up building? And did you get the inspiration from somewhere? 
Yes, so I end up building a wooden frame for a print I had in my bedroom. Um, the print I'm framing is somewhere between 55 by 39 inches, and it's a surfer print from Ikea. Um, it's pretty old, like several years old. I think I bought it back when we lived in Germany. So it's been hanging in my bedroom for quite a while, and I just kind of felt like it would be a fun project and um, it could use a little more spice. Um, I got my inspiration for this and also the instructions from a Lone Fox video on YouTube. So both of us were pretty active on YouTube this week. <laughs> um, and the frame I made is based on his project four in the DIY Christmas gifts people actually want video. So I would really recommend checking that out if you also want to build a frame. Um, and then I pretty much followed the instructions in the video um, and only really made slight modifications because I didn't have all the tools that he has and also my picture was a lot bigger than his. But I'll talk about that a little later. I might check out his video soon too. That sounds actually pretty interesting. Yeah, I like his videos because he has very basic projects and then he has a very complicated project. So there's kind of something for everybody. Yeah, that's so cool. So overall, how much time did building it take you? Yes, yeah, so overall for the frame, um, I bought the first things for it back in December and I started and failed two times um, trying to do this because I didn't have the right tools and not the right patience and I wasn't 100% committed at that point. But then yesterday, which was Saturday, um, by the time you will hear this, it will not have been yesterday, but Saturday, I tried it again because it was the task and it really motivated me to finish it. Um, and it worked. It was successful. So that was really exciting. Um, I started working on it around 3 p.m. and it was done at 11 p.m., which sounds crazy. Um, but I had one hour-ish dinner break, and then I had another hour I spent going back to Home Depot again. <laughs> and um, also during that hour, I bought a plant at Home Depot, and I repotted it. So everybody, off topic, but cross your fingers that my plant will not die within the next month. Thank you very much. It wasn't from Ikea? No, it was from Home Depot. Whoa. Yeah. Well, that threw they me had, for a loop. <laughs> yeah, that ha they had like set down the price so I decided to buy it there um but overall I spent around six hours actually working on the frame and um I didn't choose the most effective way there's definitely a much easier way if you have the right tools and I'm also not very good at DIYing yet I'm very much at the beginning stage and I'm not very good at using power tools, so all of that kind of adds extra time. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, it's a learning process for sure. Yeah, for sure. So take me through a little bit of the process when you put it together. All right, so um, walking you through the building process, the first thing I did was I measured the picture and I added half a centimeter to each side so I would be able to eventually place the picture in the frame. Um, then I went to Home Depot, 
because I usually like Home Depot a little more than Lowe's for buying wood. Um, and I bought pine boards that were one inch thick and two inches wide. Um, and then used a 45 degree angle template and a handsaw for my first attempt. Um, this template lets you put in the wood in the middle and then put in the saw in like the dedicated slots. So it'll put that perfect 45 degree angle, but it didn't, the, it didn't keep it straight. So the pieces didn't work out. They didn't line up perfectly. So then my next attempt was to try it with a circular saw. So I put that at 45 degrees. I got both of my parents to help me and we tried that again, but it kind of broke the wood. So I did another trip to Home Depot with Tanya, actually. <laughs> that was back when she still lived in Seattle. <laughs> and um, we went to Home Depot, bought more boards and also um, a stain for the wood eventually that I would use. And so I tried again, tried again with the circular saw. It didn't work. It split the wood. It was moved off because I didn't consider that if you put the blade at a 45 degree angle, it would also not start at zero. It would start at like an inch. So that was kind of stupid of me, but we learn, right? <laughs> Um, and then it also just didn't keep it straight. It would get stuck in the wood. I don't know why, but it just was super complicated with the saw. So yesterday we tried again with a different handsaw and it was really a lot of work to handsaw every piece, but it worked out. They were pretty much straight. It wasn't perfect by any means and I'm definitely a perfectionist. So it bothered me for a little bit, but it did work. And so once they were cut in 45 degree angles, we put them next to each other. Um, then we put wood glue on one side and then I put them together with finishing nails to give it a little more structure. And then the last thing I did, or the second to last thing was I cut out little corners from another board that I had gotten. Um, and I cut off each of the four corners so they would be a perfect right angle already. And I would place that in the frame to hold the picture eventually so that it would end perfectly with the picture. Um, and I did that by placing a stack of papers underneath because that would be the easiest way to adjust the height. Um, so I put those in and then the last step I did last night at 10.30 p.m. was to stain the wood and then I let it dry overnight, and I'm going to put it up today. Wow. I think I could do it after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely watch his video. He did it a lot faster, and it looked a lot easier, which it always kind of does, and then it's never as easy as you think, but he used a, a miter saw, so the whole process of an hour spent cutting down the pieces could literally take just like five minutes if you have the right tools. So after hearing some of your struggles, what would you say your key takeaways were? Yes. Yeah, so I, um, to address first, like the struggles a little bit, I struggled with getting the perfect angle, as I said, just right now. Um, so they would line up and, um, that was mostly because I didn't have the right tools. Um, it's really hard with the handsaw, but it is possible. Um, 
as I just said, he uses the miter saw in the video, so that would have been much easier because you basically just pull it down once you set it to the right angle. Um, I also needed a lot of help because my clamps weren't holding correctly on our workbench, so I needed people to hold the wood a lot of the time so it wasn't like a one-person job. Um, and then I also, I didn't have the right clamps to hold the angle in place while the glue dried. Um, so that was another struggle, which is why I put in the finishing nails almost immediately with the glue. So that would also give it some stability. Um, and then I used the circular saw for the first time in this project. We've had it for a while now, but I've always kind of been afraid for it of it because um, I've never used it before. And so that was definitely a learning experience. I wouldn't quite say that I enjoyed it. It was kind of scary and it didn't work, but um, it was a lot of learning involved. So I learned from that and I also learned that it's never as easy as it looks, but I've known that for a while now because I've been DIYing since the summer. Um, I know now that patience is key and it's really just more important to have fun with it and listen to music and dance around while sawing wood and it's going to be a lot more fun. That's such a mood. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did yesterday. So perfect. So overall, did you enjoy this activity and rate it one to 10? Yes. Yeah, so surprise, guys, it's not going to be a six. Wow. I will rate this activity an eight. It was super fun, to be honest. Um, I spent a lot of good quality time with my mom, which was awesome. And it came out really good. I'm really happy to show you guys on Instagram soon. So head on over to our Instagram and check it out and maybe even drop a follow. Um, and I just feel like it really ties in the picture into my room again. And it kind of elevates it from the like super basic Ikea print. Um, and... It was just super fun, to be honest, to spend that much time doing something I really like. And there were some frustrating moments, which is why it's not a 10. And I don't think a DIY project could ever be a 10 because there's always three trips to Home Depot and <laughs> they never have what you want. And it's always something goes wrong. But overall, an eight and it was super fun. That's awesome. So with that being said, what's next on your building list? Yes. So... I'm not 100% sure, but eventually I will definitely finish the bar I mentioned in the trailer episode, probably once it gets a bit warmer and we can actually put it out and the rain season kind of stops a little bit over here, um, which will be a while because it's raining every day. Um, but for now, I might do a side table for my couch in my office room, um, but that just really depends on if I find one that I really want to do something I like online or maybe other tree stumps that are a little higher. Um, or another thing that I've been considering was the Lone Fox bubble candles that he did a video on recently um, or those twirled candles where you kind of melt the candles and then bend them. But those are really just decorative items. You never burn them and I like to burn my candles. So I'm unsure about that. Same here. I'd have to look it up, though. It sounds kind of interesting. They look awesome, but I'm just kind of unsure if I want to have candles in my room that I wouldn't be able to turn on. Gotcha, gotcha. And what did this task cost you overall? 
Yes, so I'm not quite sure how much I actually ended up spending on it because I bought the same items a couple times and I had a lot of the things that you need for it. Um, but I listed some of the prices, so I'm just going to go through it. So I bought eight foot pine boards for the long sides of the pictures and those were each $7. Um, then I bought two five foot pine boards for the short sides and those were um, $5. So that was pretty inexpensive. Um, then I needed a board for the right angles that I would place in the back of the frame to hold the picture. That was $15 and really anything with right angles works that you can kind of cut out for that. Um, I used a handsaw, which I already had, but the average price I looked up was between $10 and $30. Um, then I used a 45 degree measurement template tool, which I'm not quite sure what it's called, so I couldn't look it up, but I already had that. I used finishing nails, which I already had, and that were on average around $10 for the pack. I used wood glue, which was the Gorilla Wood Glue, which is $5.98 at Lowe's, but I also already had that. And then I used a jigsaw for cutting out the right angles, which, um... I have the Ryobi one, which is, I think, somewhere between $50 and $100. At least that's the average of what I've looked up online. Um, we already had that as well. And then at my picture we already had from Ikea, it's between $30 and $50. I don't have exactly the same one anymore, but they have lots of different prints. And then the last item I used was the Verithane poly and stain in a classic oak shade and that I bought from Home Depot for $6.98. That was a funny experience buying that. Yeah. <laughs> All right and what is your favorite tool to use when you're doing a DIY project? All right so for this project in particular it was definitely the jigsaw because I've used it before. I'm not really scared of using it anymore and it was just fast and easy after all the hand sewing. It was so, um, so, so satisfying. It was awesome. But in general, my favorite tool is my little baby drill that I have that's like smaller than my hand and it's so cute and it's so powerful. <laughs> oh, I love that. And finally, do you have any tips for people who want to try out this activity? Yes, I would say go into it with lots of patience because it never works out how you imagine it will work out perfectly. It always takes more time and it always takes more trips to Home Depot or Lowe's every single time. Um, also, measure like 5 million times before you cut because otherwise you will do those trips to Home Depot that I just mentioned and it's just just measure <laughs> so many times. Um, also, as I just said, realize that in the tutorials that you might watch, it always looks easier than it actually is. Um, even from the best people that have videos of like this failed and this is like what not to do. Like even those people, it's edited, they're professionals ish, like they're not beginners. So it's going to look easier than it is to do it. And then lastly, I would say follow the Lone Fox YouTube channel and the Sorry Girls and on YouTube as well for just fun ideas and great tutorials to really, especially the Sora girls on their blog, on their blog, they have step-by-step um, -step instructions. So that helps a lot too. Um, but both of those channels are really good to start and get inspirations from. Awesome. Those are really helpful.
All right, that's it on our week four activities. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did and maybe even got inspired. Now go practice your planks and we'll see you next week. Bye.